It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Bottom. Hey, Aaron? John, what's going on? A week older, and uh, here we are. True. True indeed. Well, the Packers, well, the Packers won. Yeah, so we got stuff to, to go on here and things that are working out for this. A uh, couple things that didn't, but a lot of things that did this week. Uh, but we'll tell you first off to start the week that you can find all of us out there uh, in the ether on the uh, social media sites. Uh, you can follow the show itself uh, on X Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod, also on Blue Sky at Scotty Johnny Pod. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Blue Sky at JE Barnett, uh, at Mastodon at Scotty Johnny, and then also on the X Twitter at uh, not so humble host and Aaron, where do people find you if they want to find you in your many areas? <laughs> you can find me at Cheddar Talk, John, at Cheddar Talk or Apple Bottom Flottom uh, on uh, Blue Sky. Um, sorry, I was. We were talking during the post game or during the pregame here about uh, how the uh, in NBA uh, in season tournament actually worked because most of us just wrote it off as dumb, and now all of a sudden we're all here trying to figure out what's going on because it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like, it's as if the NBA figured out it the, once again, that the regular season's <laughs> kind of unwatchable early, but they found a way to try to make you care. And you know, if it works, that's fine. It's good. It's good. Make, make the they're, game more they're, exciting. They're, their players all get paid way more than all the rest of the players. And so. they're guaranteed contracts. So yeah. Well, not, they don't 100%. get paid as much as baseball, but they get paid a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, they get paid more per seat. Well, it depends, but either way. Depends so, on the yes. players, I guess. Yeah, that too. Because there's a lot I more think I, people I, in baseball. Right, exactly. And yeah, all the way down through the minor leagues and stuff like that, where there's just basically four people that get paid on every team. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of money when yeah. you do so, so. All right. And with that, since we have a lot to get to today, we're going to start everything off with a segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with... The main event. So main event, we're going to start with the Packers. And the Packers break a four-game losing streak. Uh, they get a win here, which is fantastic. Ooh. And they finally, uh, it's another one where they beat the Rams, which is actually one of the, I mean, uh, Lafleur does not beat Shanahan. Lafleur does not beat uh, Salah, his, uh, his good buddy and all that. But he does beat McVay. Uh, he, he does pretty well against them. And we'll give you, they were starting Rippon. It wasn't Mark Rippon, but it was just as good as an aging Mark Rippon was Brett Rippon this time. Um, is, he, is he related to Mark Rippon? It's his nephew. Way, I... It's his nephew, okay. yeah. Yep, uh, kid out of Boise well, because, State. Because Mark, Mark Rippon's daughter did play in the Lingerie League. <laughs> I didn't Lond- know laundry, that. Laundry lingerie League. Lingerie League, yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Sorry. Yeah, she, she definitely did. Anyways, she was MVP like two years in a row. Neat. Uh, look it. Look it up. <laughs> okay, I suppose. Uh, it was nice to get Aaron Jones very much in this ga- involved in this game. Uh, Jordan Love was, if nothing else, accurate. 
no interceptions. You did take a couple sacks that didn't necessarily need to. Uh, took a couple weird ones. There's the one where he threw the ball left-handed while being sacked, which he didn't get sacked, but they at least counted as the forward pass. But yeah, there, there, just there were. It's still clunky. You know what I mean? He, like, he's very, he's, he's, he's very apprehensive. I don't mean um, him. I mean the offense in general is still clunky. Well, I mean he's a still, portion of it. The whole, the whole thing, the whole thing, him and the whole offense are just apprehensive in general. And you know, a lot of uh, during wine line uh, during the post game uh, when people call in, it was like, well, he's got a pop gun arm. He ain't got nothing. No, Jordan Love has a big arm. We've seen it. He's just got to dial just, it in. It. He's he's not he's not ripping it. He's trying to push it into small spaces. Just like you're just saying right there too, like taking a sack while throwing it left-handed, it's he didn't. And I saw nothing of the game, by the way. I had drill this weekend, so this is all over the radio, and which I've picked up from watching afterwards. But uh, like he's not just letting it rip, and he did that during the Chicago Bears game at the beginning of the year, and since then it's been regressing to him overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I don't think you tear. I mean, like. To a certain degree, yes. I think he, he's really worried about what does he have to change? How does he have to make things happen? He's going to start pressing a little bit, but he didn't here. I'll say this. This is mm-hmm. the one thing I'll, uh, that I think is fantastic that I do really enjoy about him is that I, he's unbroken, basically. Like, mm-hmm. things go bad, and he he's, he doesn't hang his head, and he doesn't look angry. He doesn't throw things around the sidelines. Uh, to a certain degree, that's good. I mean, you don't want to just sit there and be like, that's cool. Threw another pick. Oh man, you know, but you do want him to be through pick. We got it. Let's go. Give me the ball again. Let's no. go. Let's do it again. And he's got that. What he what he needs to do is go home and watch uh, what that Dobbs kid did for the Vikings this last weekend. <laughs> Come, coming coming in not knowing what half of his team's names were or half of his teammates' names were, and plus on top of it, like nobody actually knew who the Vikings were rolling out out at a, at some point there. Like I hate to watch the Vikings win at any point. Right. But that do- that Dobbs bit was unbelievable. Yeah, after like, they lose, I, I just I just showed up high. I, and yeah, okay. So the rookie's starting. Oh, he's got a concussion. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I started for the I started for the Cardinals for most of the year. Okay, all right. Oh, fumble, fumble. Oh, this ain't going well. And then just comes back and wins the game and just ripping it and running it. And Kevin O'Connell's like calling into. They're running a no huddle offense, so Kevin O'Connell can walk him up to the line and say, "Hey." And he's Kevin O'Connell's doing Kevin O'Connell things because he's a quarterback too, and like telling him what to do, and he's just ripping, 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 okay. run, 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 run. And it's like, I wish that Jordan Love would do that sometimes. Like, and it's like, I I think it's it's gotten over overly complex, and it's like they're they're trying. To, and and Lafleur's even said that at points. Like he's so frustrated they never get to run the offense because it's like third and twelve, and now mm-hmm. they're running a two minute drill and this that and the next thing. And it's like, how about just let the kid just fail or not fail or just let him rip it, yeah. you know? And it's, But at the same time, he's also dealing with numerous injuries too. Like, does he even know? I mean, it, it'd be different if Devontae Adams was running a route and you know he's going to be right where he's supposed to be and he can rip it. Instead, you got Wicks who, I mean, Wicks I is love great. the kid. He's been fantastic. He's great, but God knows if he's going to be in the right place. I think Wicks has been generally the one who is. Watson's yeah, been wrong well, a couple times, I think. Oh, sorry, was Watson Reed on and, the field? <laughs> yeah, he was, and uh, they yeah. didn't bother throwing it to him until kind of late. So, yeah, again. And then he wasn't on the field yet again. 
Yeah, um, he went but, up high but, and and like skied out for a ball, which maybe he timed a little differently, but he wanted to high point it, and then got thrown down pretty hard, hitting his back and his chest against the ground. Uh, he ran off the field, just to be clear. Like he, I he know, was down I, and know, got I, ran. know I know, I know, but yeah, he took a, that. He was way up and then landed very awkwardly and still held on to the ball. So good for him. Just and I hope he's well. You know, like I hope he does well. What I've seen some people have like been going out. Like his family came out this last last week, was it? Um, because I think it was his sister came out and they said like, "Hey man, you guys are all coming at us like like we're just doing all this like." Who do you think holds him accountable all the time? It's us. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. don't come at us with all of your whining things. We already told him. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, no, awesome. It's a good point. His mom is great too. So mm-hmm. no, he he needs to he needs to change something that so he doesn't get hurt because you can't leave yourself that exposed. Anyways, back to the point at hand. So um yeah, the experience on the field and where they're supposed to be or where they're not supposed to be, I mean yeah, it hasn't helped you don't me. you don't you don't know and so and and the one thing with the with the Dobbs kid too so I look back to this one now and and that was an amazing thing that happened with the Vikings I hate them I hope their franchise goes to Mexico City but um cool. the the one thing with that whole thing was that that's kind of what we thought was going to happen with Jordan Love all year was just going to be a letter rip you know and uh, it's been anything but that it's been kind of a a very worried about where it's where he's supposed to be throwing pushing things where it's supposed to be it was good to see the the, the one the one touchdown to musgrave was great it was great that's that's what this offense is supposed to be and the musgrave ruined it by not doing a lambo leap well also like musgrave was allowed to do what he does well which is like take him across the middle let him move in space and then let him do something after the catch we have been throwing to him at the line of scrimmage all year long, it doesn't make any sense. I was like, "What is this guy?" It was per- it was perfect, except for the fact that he didn't do a Lambo leap. Yeah, quite honestly, at this point, Dontavian Wicks should be wide receiver one, not Dobbs, yeah. not Watson. Wicks is the guy who gets open. He is top ten in the NFL in terms of yard separation when the ball is released. Did top not 10. do a Lambo leap. I know that's not forgivable. <laughs> but either way, so I mean, that's but that's how the offense is supposed to work. Guys on the outside, Musgrave works the middle, mm-hmm. and there was no one to cover him down the middle, and he was able to do what he needs to do. And the craft kid will be able to do that. It too. made a kid miss like, too. He made someone yeah, else miss. The, the the craft kid will be able to do this too. Yeah, like and always give one time one time. one two combination. But up up until this point, like that's that's what this offense is supposed to look like. Yeah, and Musgrave led the team in yards, by the way, in receiving yards, fifty one. Musk Muskrat. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Dontavian Wicks second with forty nine. Uh, Christian Watson's one catch got him 37 yards on only two targets in the entire game. Six the, targets the for Aaron that, Jones, though. And, and Dobbs, Dobbs will eventually be a great number two receiver. Yeah, he'll always he'll always be that Donald Driver kind of guy. Here, here's you guys know, who I thought Donny Donny Driver was never the number one receiver on the team. No, that's that was his that was his bit. He was always the number two receiver, or yeah, two or three, depending. Two or three uh, slot or the uh, the other guy, and he made. What's wrong with that? I mean, Donald yeah. Driver is loved and respected league wide. You know, seventh round out of Elkhorn, Elkhorn State. Yep. You know, he 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 didn't have it, but the one thing he was good at was being the the other receiver, and he would murder other teams 
when they decided that they were going to lock up on Greg Jennings or Jordy or mm-hmm. whoever else down, down the stretch, you know, and it's like, all right. And, and once he's one-on-one with your number three, and that's where Dobbs should be. Cause Dobbs has, Dobbs has it. Dobbs has the moves and the brains, but not the athletic ability, you know? So he's got to put a lot of things together yet. The guys who really did in this game do well, Dontavian Wicks played well. Musgrave had a couple nice plays, but the big ones, Aaron Jones coming back, getting 20 carries, didn't get a ton of yards per carry, but did all right and kept them honest. And then was very uh, involved in the passing game as well. Four catches for 26 yards on six targets. Uh, that that was good, too. Dylan actually ran more effectively than he has in a while. He gets 4.4 a carry at nine carries for 40 yards. He always runs better when, when Jones is in the game. Yeah. Uh, 100%. If Jones yeah. is running, then Dylan gets like five yards carry. Yes, yes. Jair Alexander played his best game of the season. Like, without a doubt. Uh, at this point, <laughs> the, the worst stat uh, is it maybe the funniest or strangest or I don't know. It's, it's of consequence. Uh, Jair Alexander now, after the three big passes defended this last week, has as many passes defended as Burks <laughs> or Carl Brooks. I'm sorry. Carl Brooks now has four passes defended. So does Jair Alexander. Carl Brooks, the rookie out of Bowling Green State. So it's like, oh, my gosh. Who's, who's been playing unbelievable, by he the way. He is amazing. He has been really good. and um, Out of Bowling Green, too. Yeah. It's like, Colby Wooden oh, actually played a solid game. He's been not great, but not terrible. I do believe that the Packers defense was the highest fantasy football this week. Were they? they Either them or the Raiders. Either they were, them or the Raiders, one of the two. So. I mean, yes, the Rams are playing a backup quarterback, but they had everybody else there. I mean, Puka Nakua is for real. Cooper Cup, obviously, we all know. Um, they had some injuries. They still have Daryl Henderson and uh, uh, was it Royce um, Royce Newman out there. Decent running backs. Their line was all healthy in there. Uh, so, I mean, like, they had everybody except for their starting quarterback, who hasn't been good this year either. So, yeah, they, I mean, Tyler Higby's still Staff- out there. Royce Freeman. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Not Poise. No, I said Royce Newman. It's Royce Freeman. Jeez. But, yeah, no. Either, 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 yeah, Royce Newman shouldn't be playing either. He shouldn't be but playing But, anyways, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that's. Jared, Jared Goff is proving that he's a better quarterback in that draft, in that trade. But, anyways. It was uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good trade. I knew it at the time. I was like, God, I hate seeing the Lions make good moves, but that was a great move. Devonder Campbell he actually had a, had a very had good, a good of, game. He had a Hall of Fame wide receiver that was triple covered on every single play. Yeah, we saw a couple good things out of a lot of guys. Uh, Kenny Clark got hurt at one point, but I think I, I think I've seen he's questionable. We'll see how it goes over the week. Rashad Gary had another great game. Um, mm-hmm. One of the funniest things about this game is, I, I think needs to be brought up is the two plays where they called an offensive guard for being in the neutral zone on a play that happened in every other NFL game this week and was never called in every single right. game, every game. Uh, go watch the Eagles game. It happened on every play, every play. They're like, what was the point of emphasis? I have never seen that called. It got called no. twice. So, yeah. And, and the worst ridiculous. part and the worst part is that it's the correct call. Kind it's of, but I mean, it, it, it is the correct call. That's the problem. It's like it's like calling Giannis for waiting more than ten seconds to shoot a free throw. Are you going to call him or not? And it's up to who's barking at the official enough. And if you actually watch back the game tape, the the Rams sideline is barking at 
at uh, the side judge. Like, hey, he's definitely in the neutral zone. Like, you see them, like, McVeigh's, like, up there, and the other coaches are just barking, 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 barking. And it was on both fourth down conversions, which were both conversions that were taken back Mm -hmm. on that. Well, remember during the first game of the year, that first Thursday night game with Kansas City and um, the the Lions. Kansas City and Lions. Oh, was that Thursday night? Do do, do you remember that that right tackle from the Chiefs was literally lining up like as if he was a fullback? (laughs) And they were even calling it on the game like they're like, oh, because he was way back. Oh, he was way back. Like he, his, his, yeah, yeah. His forward, his forward foot was behind the guard's back foot. I've seen that called and, several times. Where you're too and, far and they, back, it's too many men in right, the backfield. Yeah, right, right. But they were, but they even said that during the game. It was um, because Thursday night that would be um, Herb Street was saying that he's like Herb Street was like he's in the backfield, and they're like why why aren't they calling? It's because they were just letting it go. Mm-hmm. If the coaches on the sideline would have started barking about it. It, they probably would have called it, but they didn't, they, they weren't, or if they did, it was too late. And I think what happened in that one was that the, the Rams saw it and they were smart enough to like start barking, like, Hey, he's in the neutral zone. And the side judge goes, Oh, okay. You know, throw the flag. <laughs> True. You know, it's like, cause most time, most people just let that, yeah. most time people just let that go. You know, they're just like, and yeah, whatever, you know, like, okay. So Giannis is taking, 35 seconds to shoot a free throw. It's okay. We're getting a breather anyways. Nobody cares until yeah. it's the playoffs. And then they start to care. And the mm-hmm. other team starts counting down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it doesn't mean anything until it means something. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they were cheap, but by the letter of the law, they were correct. Yeah. They just, they just don't, don't call it in any other game. Um, Cause right. that happened. Like I said, like every single play, the Eagles play is, is, is the mm-hmm. same thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but either way, uh, the Packers kind of stumbled their way through this. Did not look perfect, but were better than this team by a, <laughs> a lot, and really should have had more. The, there's each team missed a field goal. The Packers just, yeah, they left points on the field, but they got to twenty, which is really what this offense needs to do: is make sure you can get to twenty twenty one, and they'd have won a lot more games if they can just get to that point. Uh, I think they said the NFL average is twenty points a game. If they could play that, the defense was good enough. It, it really was this week, and Jair played out of his mind. This was the best game he's played. He has looked so lax, uh, and he came out there with a purpose this week. He had a great tip that got uh, Anthony Johnson his first interception, I believe. I think it's the first game he's been allowed on the field, and he's should, he should probably be starting. Glad he came out with a purpose because he's looked like butt up to this point. Yeah, he so, has not yeah. been particularly involved in this defense and has been it looks no, like but yeah. it was about he was about to go down that uh Rivas Island, you know, lane where it's just like, yeah, okay, just keep telling us how great you are, but you're not really that great. You know, a keep to lead was kind of the same way. It's like I'm this great cornerback. I'm gonna shut everybody down. And then it's like, well you're not oh, sure but Richard Sherman was more of that too because Richard, sure, yeah. Let, let's let's line up all the cornerbacks that have big mouths, and it's like well, big mouth is one just, thing. I mean, Revis always did back it up. It seemed like yeah, but until yeah. he didn't, and it was yeah. feeling like that's how where Jair was going to. That's why I said Revis first. So like it was like yeah, yeah it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then calling out the offense like a couple weeks ago, and then going on dropping a big deuce on the field. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> Yes, it was really good to see him come back because it's showing that he actually has the ability 
to still play at that level. So that's great. He's had to get angry because he's gotten beat a couple of times. I think maybe it's also he's finally kind of fully healthy this last week. Maybe. But he looked angry. He looked angry and came out and played great. So that was that was fantastic to see. Uh, Packers will travel to Pittsburgh this week. And that's going to be, I don't know. Uh, Pittsburgh's five and three, three and two at home will be playing in Pittsburgh. The, Montrevious Adams is on the Steelers and on the injured list, as is uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. But yeah, the Packers still got to look at uh, Rudy Ford, who didn't play this week. Uh, Quay Walker didn't play this week. I'll say this: Isaiah McDuffie is a guy who essentially is somehow always in the right spot and comes through with a lot of heart and anger and comes to the point of attack with with violence. He's just nowhere near as athletically gifted as Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell. He just isn't. Mm-hmm. He's not as fast. But, man, does he find himself in the right place, uh, like making tackles at and behind the line of scrimmage at a, a higher rate than the other two do. If if they played in that same, like, knowing where the – like he, he dissects the place so well. If he were just as athletic as Quay Walker, he'd be the best linebacker in football. But, I mean, he isn't. So <laughs> he's – He's definitely well, not because, the be, best linebacker because, on the team. Because he, had, because he had to work his ass off to get to where he is, as opposed to Quay Walker, who's always been very talented and all the way through the college ranks, was able I mean, to get away with talent. And then you get to the NFL, and then it's like, oh, I can't just get away with talent anymore because everyone here is the first or second round pick. And it's like we're, we're playing to a style that suits someone like Isaiah McDuffie better than it suits Quay. We aren't tailoring our defense to work with this guy who, who is extremely talented and we could find better ways to do things with him. I'd like to see him going to run blitz pass blitz a little bit more frequently, but he he's been injured this week. Still questionable. Uh, as of today, Kenny Clark and uh, Christian Watson listed as questionable for this next week too. Put, 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 uh, put yeah. Quay Walker at uh, nose tackle. <laughs> yeah, see, because he because he stops everything at his level. Yeah, at his level he was, does. If he doesn't come back Bla- down the level, but yeah, right. Was Blake Bart- Blake Martinez was he a first round pick too or not? No, he was no. A- it was like a fourth or fifth, I think. Fourth, fifth, okay. Yeah, so that that's so, where we're headed so, this so, week. So we, so so we can't we can't be as mad at Quay as we could be at. Uh, or we can't be as mad at Blake as we could we be are at Quay. No. Or AJ, except for the except for that thing about the Pokemon cards. That's some, that that's some weak stuff. That is crazy. That's some crazy stuff with Blake Martinez. Got banned. Like all of a sudden, oh, Blake Martinez is doing tryouts for uh, NFL teams now again because oh yeah, he can't, can't do that. Uh, yeah. So Steelers, then the Chargers back at Lambeau, and then then it's gonna get super hard. We're gonna have to go to Detroit, welcome in the Chiefs, and then yeah. So that's where we are here. We gotta try to find a way to get into these two games and win these two games these next two weeks and uh, see where they are after that. We'll see who's healthy or and how not. it turns out. Yeah, or not. Yeah, we're kind and of surrendered to this yep. season as being a season of understanding this team and figuring out who we are for next year. Because not, yeah, just or just embrace the loss. Uh, let I... let them let them play well. You know, I don't want them to. I don't want them to lose either. They're they're my team. I was screaming last week at the game when I was there, you know, and mm-hmm. fully into it. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fanatic. But, or just they lose and, I don't know, get a better draft pick and, you know. Because I said last week, uh, we're here for the long haul. So, I mean, if mm-hmm. the Packers take five years to get better, I'll still be here. I'm going to be here the yeah, whole time. Me too. I'll be here. Jordan Love yeah. will retire from football and I will still be yelling at my TV. So, um Either way, I, I I feel as though I owe the generation before me to deal with a game when a turkey gets on the field. <laughs> yeah, 
It'll be fine. You, you, you get that, right? You get that reference, right? Which was the turkey on the field. and Back in the 80s, the Packers are so bad, somebody let a turkey loose on the field. <laughs> All right. During a game. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, speaking of a turkey in the field, I mean, this week the Badgers were essentially the turkey in the field because they did they they pulled the Packers. I mean, they basically took all of the Packers mojo and did not bother for an entire half of football. And then when they had some chances late, just found ways to screw up everything. They the the Badgers got down ten nothing. They go down score a touchdown with four minutes left in the first half, and then. You know, in three and a half minutes, Indiana went right down the field and made it a 10-point game again before halftime. Uh, Badgers took, I think it was the second drive of the first half, took that down the field and scored. They got the pass to Will Pauling. And then they didn't score again. That's that's at 10-14 uh, left in the third quarter and then did not score again. They got into field goal range twice and then got sacked out of field goal range. Yeah, it was, this is, I'll, I'll say this, so Washington State was a rough game on the road. You lose to Iowa and you lose to Ohio State. This is the first bad loss of the Fickle era. This is one where they were just not ready for this game because Indiana's bad. This is a bad team. They were two and six coming in. They were uh one they were 0 and five in conference. This is the only conference win Indiana has this year. And will probably finish the season as their only win. I don't know. This team is bad. This is a bad team, and they lost. And there's no way to describe this other than that the the Badgers were bad. Locke actually looked decent. Uh, I don't I don't blame him entirely. There were a couple times he's got to make faster decisions, faster reads, and let go of the ball. But uh, 21 of 41 for 243 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. You know, like that's not terrible. Um, Jackson Aker gets 4.4 carry. Keita Yakamelli, actually, that's that was somebody I did not see coming, but he looked good. Uh, Ten carries for forty-eight yards, but key fumble at midfield as the Badgers are driving, moving the ball along. Fumble at midfield, uh, turnovers and just the 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 lacks the play there. Will Pauling losing the ball again too. Uh, two fumbles that were just massively painful for this team. Yeah. This is one, I, I mean, I just can't explain how bad they, they looked on the field there, and they have to bounce back and look way better next week. They're going to play somehow a team that's even worse than, than Indiana next week, and uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm just, the only thing you can explain is is that you're mad about this, and this, this game makes no sense that it happened. Uh, even on the road, I don't care. Indiana's a bad team. you got to beat bad teams. Yeah, it's just it's the first really bad loss of Fickle's era. Yeah, I don't care. I'm a UW Superior grad. <laughs> do they play football? Uh, no, no, they do no. not, John. No, uh, yeah. they do have hockey. They, they 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 canceled that program in 1989, and despite <laughs> some of the efforts of me and some other students that were on uh, campus at the time, and uh, got uh, over a thousand signatures on. Um, to bring the program back, uh, UW Spear said it would be way too expensive. UMD was sucking up all the talent. And then St. Scholastica, which is the private school right next to UMD, decided to start a um, uh, small, decided to start a football program out of nowhere, which they never had one before. The Saints. In the, uh, the Saints in 2004 or five. Okay. Maybe even six. And never had, a, it never had a program before. 
And they won the UMAC uh, two years later uh, with uh, all the talent that was bereft of that uh, of that part of the state and uh, those two states. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, I uh, don't. Uh, I don't care about UW Badger football anymore. John. That's right. I'm no, gonna, you're sad. I'm, I'm just gonna just gonna let someone let this one ride. Just let this one ride for a little bit. So. Fickle will be fine. He'll be great. It'll be awesome. He'll be fine. Just this is this was the first time he's had a game where they they should have trounced this team and he didn't have them ready. And well, yeah. at least at least, at least they're not the golfer, Gophers who lost to Illinois. You know, yeah, that's, that is the only thing that kind of saved Wisconsin right now is the Gophers <laughs> lost to Illinois on a ridiculous drive. It's fourth down. They had just hit and sacked and injured uh, Illinois starting quarterback Altmeyer. They bring in. Their backup transfer, who never played before, he comes in cold. Right, completes the fourth down pass, completes another pass, and then completes like the fifty yard touchdown pass, and right. the Gophers lose. It was, it was ridiculous that game. Mike 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 Rim, who's a, a spectacular play by play guy, he's a Gophers play by play guy. He also does their basketball and everything else like that. He's wonderful. He didn't even realize that Alt Mike had left the game. What? What? That's because of, of the situation, how everything was working out at the end there. Like he, he even admitted it during like uh, on K fan. He was like, I didn't even realize that there was a backup in the game. Like, because it was like, because the Gophers were going to win. And then all of a sudden, Oh my God, it's 46 yard. Like yeah. he, yeah, it was just, yeah. Anyhow, so but Nebraska if, if also Pickles, loses. If, too. If, 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 if Pickles doing that nine years from now, like, Fleck is how long has Fleck been the coach there? Nine years. I don't know if it's been that long, but it's been a while. It's been a while. I have six, six to nine years. Nice, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if, if if we don't see a significant improvement in five years from Fickle, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I think Fickle will have the Badgers into, but but God also knows with this new with this new format that's coming next year. Yeah, I, I gotta say the I, the new format for the Big Ten is dumb. The fact that they're getting rid of conferences and they're the, the divisions, they're gonna have an eighteen team conference where you're gonna play nine conference games, which means that there will be a weird division of games where not everybody will play everybody. Somebody's gonna be mad because the easiest schedule will get into the Big Ten championship game. It's their way of saying can't we just have Michigan, Ohio State? It would be so cool. Uh, but, man, if Michigan and Ohio State play each other because they have a protected rivalry and one of them loses, and then there's an undefeated team that didn't that somehow you know snuck past Oregon and then didn't play USC and didn't play Michigan or, or, or Ohio State, and they're like, well, how, why are they in? You're like, because you're stupid rules. Have two nine-team, you know, or, you know, two different nine-team ones played an eight game schedule and then just, you know, have actual winners of each division because that way, you know, which one was actually the best team in that division. John, you're John, setting it up. They're going to be merged with the SEC in like five years. So, well, no, those will be the only two that don't merge. They're going to pull up the ACC. They're going to destroy. It's just a question of which goes first, the ACC or the big 12. The, it, one of those is going to be destroyed next. And then the other one will be destroyed after it. And that's how it'll go. But, it just it's a dumb thing they're doing to get rid of divisions. It's just it is dumb. It it actually makes the season less meaningful. Uh but either way. Well that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to make it NFL junior. 
Yeah, they just the well, they except just, for with the, except for with 112 teams. Yeah, they they I think they would like the regular season to mean more, but what they're doing is making it less meaningful because what they actually want is the specific outcome. So they're trying mm-hmm. to game the outcomes at a cost of what the regular season is going to look like, I think. So, so basically, basically they're making a hundred teams in the, the country, not worth a single, they, why even yeah. show up to watch your team play? So, yeah. So you hope they can get to some bowl game that will be fun for your team, knowing that they're not a great team, but they're kind of fun and they could have a winning. That's the one thing is kind of good about football is like college football, at least is you can watch a team that, you know, isn't, competing for national championship and never will and say mm. it was fun that we won the Mac. Isn't it cool? My university where I attended and paid tuition, uh, won the Mac or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, cool. Fun. Uh, they didn't win a national championship, but that's a good season. And there's a different type of expectation in having those type of layers there. And it, it, it gives you something else, but it is kind of, making sure that there's a ceiling between those teams that are going to get in and don't because you're trying to game the outcome for those uh, it's, schools it's, that you it's, want in. It's, it's putting a very hard line between the top 12 schools. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, Clemson's panicking right now because they're on a decline. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean it's, this, is all for, this is all for Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio some State, of the Michigan. Um yeah, USC, some of those places. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's gonna suck. College football's gonna suck, and you know, <laughs> for a lot all of your all, all your D one schools are just gonna suck, and <laughs> it's gonna be. It, I mean, football's on a decline, anyways. So, well, I mean, no, I mean, but it, okay, it it is by participation and how many people are playing it. Oh, well, and on that metric, every athlete, uh, every single sport is on the decline then. On right. That I mean, yeah. but but I mean, this is really going to make a decline then because it, you're going to just have like four four teams in Texas, one team in Pennsylvania, two teams in Ohio, and a whole bunch of teams in Florida, and some teams out in California, getting in and and Kimberly, uh, in Wisconsin, getting all the players for the entire state playing for their teams, and they're just going to boat race everybody and then it's done. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is, this is, this is, and you said it, and this is, this is a much larger thing and we're not going to get into it on this podcast, but like, that's it. It's, it's, it's the money in it. Like where, where's the end of it? Like, why would anyone want to be in these sports? Like, I don't know. It's still fun to watch. There's a lot of different things that are going on and there's a lot of different strata like strata in terms of what is successful and that's the one thing that will still make d1 college football fun for a lot of people because you can still enjoy a mac team you can still enjoy a no it's no no it's, yeah, it's, it's not gonna be stuff. fun though because because everybody's going to the nfl as soon as they find out they're not going to be in the national championship game it's going to be like i'm not playing the last four games of the year okay and you're, you're just going to lose all your nfl players because they don't want to get hurt well for the one game yeah well yeah. i mean what what's the usc kid's name caleb um, williams Caleb Williams, what, what, why, why should he play another game this year? Well, when he doesn't, then I'll be shocked, I guess, because I, he's going to. He's not. He's not, he's, he's not contractually obligated to play for USC. No, but do you really think he's going to walk away? Because he's never even indicated that. 
he might not play a bowl game. But... I, I'm, I'm I'm just saying, like, but once your team's eliminated and they're like four and well, five, we'll talk about that when that happens. Then and, and and your projected number one number for your first round your projected first round draft pick, like, are you going to play the last five games of the year? Heck no. Well, he I is, gotta... but okay. When that happens, we no, can I'm talk just, about I, it. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying going forward though, like that's that's what's going to happen now, like when you don't even have a chance to play for like the Mac or anything like that. Like, hmm. like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back and play for, you know, make sure we get a conference championship. I mean, if there's huh. nothing and you're the best, if you're a first round draft pick on a team that's two and seven, like, why would you play another game? What's that going to help you? Like Jared verse was a top 10 pick last year. He would have been a top 10 pick in the draft last year. He went back to Florida state and he'll be a top 10 pick again this year, I guess. So well, I don't know. And then, People and are then, different. And there's and, well, and then then you figure an nil too, and that's a yeah, that's a whole nother algorithm right there. So, but I mean, look, what school did you say you just went back to? Florida State, who Florida State. didn't compete how for much, the ACC. How much, how, much, how, much, how, much, how much money is he making being at Florida State? Oh, I don't know, probably a lot. Yeah, Florida State, probably, probably more boosters. than first first year of. Uh, they don't uh, have a real uh, university, but they got boosters. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, they got tons of money down there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll move back into more pleasant things. The Bucks uh, move up to four and two now in the season, and are a half game ahead of Indiana, who is four and three. And also, they go to two and zero in the whatever playoff that is a regular season and a playoff. So yeah, Aaron, have you looked out exactly what they got to do here? So it's a round robin in conference. Is that that what I take is going on here? I don't know, John. You're underplaying this uh, in season tournament a little bit too much. You're playing the card that everybody else is playing too. Like, oh, no, it's interesting. I don't know what it everybody, is. Everybody, everybody, kind of seems to start caring now once their teams I start winning that. or losing because the the Bucks are playing in the. Sorry, I gotta get out of. Okay, so they're in the uh, East B region. So their region, region is the Knicks, the Heat, the Wizards, the Hornets, and then the Bucks. Yeah, and okay. so far they beat the Knicks and oh, what did they beat the other day. Um. They beat the Nets. But the Nets are in. Uh, they beat the Knicks, and they have beaten the Heat. But was that before the thing? No, started? no, they no, they beat the Nets in the first round. Oh, okay. Either way, it's a bunch of round robin stuff, and in the end, the East, and then they have knockout games. And either way, it's the yeah. Uh, so all right. Trying to find like where they have even what the schedule is and how this all goes. Friend, so the friend part... of the show, friend friend of the show, Pete is reaching through his phone right. Oh, now. this is so sure. great because the NBA, their own thing is is hard to even read what the season like. Their in season tournament is hard to like. Their their website so, is not great for it. We'll be very clear. So 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 basically, so basically, it's an all out uh, it's an all out round robin tournament where everyone plays each other. Um, and the only game that does not count against regular season. So they, so it's actually kind of brilliant in the nature of how they built it, is that oh. every single game you play in this tournament is a regular season game. Okay. Like so this counts, toward, this, this counts towards your 82-game record. Right. Except if you make the championship game, and then that's just a straight-up, um, basically, exhibition game, and they padded it with... And I'm not going to scroll through this. I don't they got to give like, you a bonus, bunch of money because otherwise, bonus, why do you care? I guess bonuses, bonuses for all the players. So yeah, yeah it's like they got to offer you a lot of money because you're asking players to take on another game in a league where players like to not play games. So they got to give you big money to, to win it. 
Yeah, the Bucks are one and zero. They beat the Knicks. They still have to play. Game two will be Charlotte. Game three will be Washington. Game four will be at Miami. Uh, right now, Miami is technically on top of Group B because of point differential. They beat Washington by seven. Uh, the Bucks beat the Knicks by five. So uh, the Hornets haven't played anybody yet in the group. So somehow they're listed as five because they're a half game back rather than a full game back. So they're worse. I don't understand that. But that's exactly I, how I, it's listed on their website right now, is that uh, because the Hornets haven't played there in fifth, and so there they are. Either way, the NBA has somehow I, – I, I, I got to give it to the NBA. They're the most fluid and flexible league out of everybody. They're they like the NFL some, in they, that they, they always they, want to try something new. They, 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 they somehow – well, just like NHL is the same way, but it's – much more niche audience like yeah. nhl is yeah. going to try new stuff too but the nba is like hey we're gonna do this and everything like, well this is a trash idea this is horrible i don't want to look hey what's going on oh oh my team won twice oh they can it's like yeah they immediately made nobody cares we would in in the years up to this year we would not be talking about nba right now on this podcast because like get back to me in march we would talk about the what? games but yeah you're right like, oh, hey, by the way, the Bucks just won five games in a row or lost, they went three and two or whatever. And Giannis is, and I write up all the stats and it's like, why am I even reading this? Who cares? You know, like, <laughs> because it's like, it's like, it's not even December. Like, it, you know, and, oh, the Christmas games are coming up here. Ugh, five games on Christmas. Who's going to watch them? Nobody, because it's Christmas. But hey, you know, good try. Well, it's like one of their higher rated days do, of the they, year. They, 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 they did something here where they went, hey, so it's 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 NFL time, mm-hmm. but let's drop all these games on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, not when the M- NFL is playing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, huh, okay, I'll pay attention. All right, this all right, this is fine. Especially when you got a good team like the Bucks, and it's like, well, now they're two and zero in the tournament, so I guess I'm invested in everything that's happening here. Right. Okay. Well, they're one and zero. They are one and zero in the tournament right now. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, I thought, no, no, they won tonight uh, and they uh, they beat they beat their, the uh, their next game's against Charlotte. They beat the Knicks. That's their first game. It's right on the website. The next game? What was the Nets game then? The Nets aren't even in their group. That's that's a whole different thing. The Nets game wasn't. Oh us. well, yeah. well they were playing on that they were playing on that goofy court. I thought yeah. that was no. Yeah, it was. It's not in their group. That doesn't. It's not one of the playoff games. Uh, so the next one will be Charlotte. Which looks like it's November seventeenth, and oh then Pete, I, I can feel Pete strangling me. Ah, right no. Now. Then through, Washington through the through the microphone, like, and then they'll play no, Washington I, I on thought, the twenty fourth. No, I'm sorry, the twenty. I thought I thought the, I thought the game the other night against the Nets was no, nope. or was that just the that was, was just that just a precursor? Was that just a precursor to the tournament? Yeah, it must have been. Uh, they will play Washington twice on the twentieth and the twenty fourth, okay. but only the game of the twenty fourth is a tournament game. So there we go. You, you people do not understand. So like, I get this. Like <laughs> right now, I'm I'm having PTSD back to being a high school wrestler. <laughs> and high high school wrestling brackets. Oh yeah. Like especially like the big sixty four man brackets. Like oh yeah, but this guy gets to wrestle back. Well. I, I what? right. Oh, you're wrestling in five minutes. I've been eating hot dogs. That's I can't terrible. wrestle right now. Yeah. Surprise. It, it I, I'll give them this. 
I, I don't know how much I care yet. I'll, I'm going to pay attention to it. But We talked about it for the, 10 minutes. You talked about it for seven. <laughs> we'll say, I know. Eh, it's interesting because, first off, we've talked about because the regular season hasn't been interesting. Because there are four teams in each conference that actually have a chance of winning. There are only eight other teams that are actually really even viable and trying to win. And there are at least three teams in each uh, conference that are trying to lose. Um, it is like no other league, I guess, except for MLB is like that, I guess, too. So I'm wrong. Uh, the MLB is like this, too, where there are just teams that really aren't trying to win and would kind of like to lose. And they want to make the regular season mean something because really, you know, which four teams are finishing in the top four and have home games in the first round of the playoffs. The NBA is almost not as interesting until you get to the second round of the playoffs. Um, although this last year, there were actually some upsets, which was interesting. But no, it's this is a way to try to make the regular season something watchable. And I'm in favor of that. I'm in favor of them trying things and seeing what they can do here. And I'll pay attention. I just, you know, I don't know how it'll go. I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it yet because I haven't seen it happen once. But I do I love anything that will let people try to say, hey, man, LeBron James has a whatever regular season championship to Michael Jordan's none. I want that to exist because people who still have to tell me how great like Michael Jordan was are the saddest people on earth. Um, because they also won't allow you to say that the modern game is interesting or that anything before Jordan was interesting. And they only have a small period of time where they cared about basketball. And it's the only thing that anyone is allowed to care about. Cause you're like, wow, Wilt was something you're like, I don't care. He played before Jordan and it doesn't matter. You're like LeBron's kind of awesome. You're like, don't care. He played after Jordan and that doesn't actually matter. You're like, I, there's no way to talk to those people. You, you, you need two <laughs> basketball seasons anyways, because the the damn thing kicks off in September and ends in June. And yeah, for the most part, for, for the most part, only half of the teams are involved past March, right. you know? So it's like, why, why not add something to the front end, you know? Yeah. And yeah, let, let's do something different. Basketball is the longest, most boring season ever. Like, and it, it's just like, Oh, and then and, and all of a sudden, like in the last two weeks, it's like, oh, who's going to make the playoffs? Who's going to make the playoffs? Who's going to make the playoffs? And that's that's what it is. Let, yeah, let's do something else with the basketball season because basketball's mind-numbingly boring. And the play-in games are until, worse. Until, until February. And then it's like, oh, our team sucks. So, I mean, there's been – I mean, in the, the first couple of years of this podcast, like we didn't even talk about the Bucks because well, they were so – so. I mean, these – We just like, didn't take that long, first, yeah. Yeah, because they were out by January. And it's like, yes, let's let's do something else. Like, like mm -hmm. there should be like like minor league baseball, like the first half of the season and the second half of the season, and just like yeah. I would be in favor that. of that. Like, the the winners of their conference for the first half of the season make the playoffs automatically, and then we start again as zero, and we'll play the second half. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. I'd be in favor of that too. Let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Oh, I, I just made that up on the fly. I like that. My, that was smart. One hundred percent. But I mean, but I mean, the, I mean, but how about that? How about that? You win. If you win the the NBA championship or, or the NBA uh, in, in season tournament, you're guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. And All if right. you're dead last, you knock out number eight. Like number eight, no matter what the record is, they're out. You're in. Let's make more to make it a top four seed. Say you win it, you're one of the top four, and then give it to the other three division no, you're, champs. No, you're, you're number you're, you're number two, no matter what. Okay, 
I was gonna. Say, I thought number, of that too, but I was like, I don't num- know. Your number, your number two, no matter what. Interesting. I like that. Oh, you're okay. either two so or one. Let's, uh, we, uh, you're let's lawyer, write a letter. Let's put, you you put that in paper and let's let's sign that because I think we just came up with that. Nice. Anyways, in let's basketball, let's say basketball that was less meaningful though. The Badgers and Marquette both started the season with wins. Uh, Badgers beat up on the Arkansas State Red Wolves, 105 to 76. They shot 65% from the field, uh, 50% from three. So, yeah, that's that's nice. They're not a good team. I mean, that's not a good team. But you get a win at home. You get a nice big win. You put up 105 in a 40-minute game. That's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. And they're shooting well. Big game from A.J. Storr, who's a transfer from St. John's that they brought over, and uh, he had a very nice game. He was second in scoring behind Chucky Hepburn. Chucky puts up 20 uh, along with six assists. 15 from AJ Store. Uh Klesmit got 14 points as well. And uh Steven Crawl adds in nine. Uh Asijin coming off the bench gets four points. And then also Asijin? Yeah, from, from Notre Dame? Connor a three Uh no, he gets uh five off the bench. And then twelve points for John Blackwell, who is a freshman out of Highland Park, but Highland Park, Michigan. Uh but yeah, no. They look good. They look solid. They put together uh, good shooting, made uh, good decisions, and beat a bad team. Uh, Marquette, on the other hand, beat a, a you know at least a, a higher level of bad team. They beat Northern Illinois. They beat the Huskies. Number five Marquette, by the way. Number five Marquette. Now one and zero, beating the Huskies of Northern Illinois, ninety-two to seventy. First time they've been. Top five since 1978, I believe. Yeah. Iguodaro getting 13. Nice to have him back. Uh, Cam Jones uh, drops 20 to pre, lead the pre, team. Preseason top five. Preseason top five, yeah. 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 Uh, 14 points for Kolek, too. And uh, Joplin getting out there only puts up, I guess, seven. Uh, but that's you know still pretty good. Uh, no prosper, uh, prosper anymore. But this team still with, with what they've got coming back. Cam Jones, uh, Mitchell, Joplin. And Colic at the starting group there, and then getting uh, Ross off the bench. Uh, Chase Ross, who's a sophomore out of Dallas, Texas, uh, he came in and had some some good points off the bench. Again, this is a team that always runs deep on the bench. They're getting twenty points for, or twenty minutes from Ross. He gets up twelve points, five points from Jones in 19, 14 minutes from Gold, uh, thirteen more minutes from Norman. Uh, they like to run deep. They're running six off that bench and a bunch of scoring there, so they get ninety two. Uh, in in a good opener here for Marquette to start off the season. Should be exciting for all these teams in in many ways. But, yes, the other news, not just Marquette having that great news, but the sad news out of Milwaukee, as Aaron alluded to, is Craig Council will now be the manager of the Cubs, who, by the way, the Cubs did not have a managerial opening until they hired their next manager and then had to make a call to the guy. They straight fired Ross and brought him in. Yeah. Well, they they made they brought him in, this, then fired Ross. Is to be clear. Too. I mean, this <laughs> is um, for those of you unacquainted with the professional wrestling. This is like the greatest heel turn of all time, like without all the semantics. Like this is ridiculous. Like I love Craig Council. I understand everything about this, and like I'm not mad at Craig Council. And actually, the initial shock is like swear words that I can't say on this podcast. But anyways, 
it's, then then about two two hours later, you're like starting to digest it, and you're bringing it in, and you're like, okay, makes sense. I mean, money talks. He doesn't have to move. I mean, it, really Whitefish Bay to Chicago is only an hour drive. So like, you know, with all the money he's making, eight million dollars a year, he can afford an apartment down there and still be back for his kids' uh, uh, baseball games. And I think it's. Mark Anastasio had a uh, Zoom call with press people, and what he said was, paraphrasing here, that Craig Con- we might have let- lost Craig Council, but he lost his community. And then all of a sudden, it like all brings it back into like focus. Like he didn't he didn't betray us. Like he he's just he we do the same thing. Like if you told me I had and one one of my best friends growing up works for the Vikings. At U.S. Bank Stadium, okay. She she has an office in U.S. Bank Stadium with Packer stuff all over the office, but that's 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 what she, that's her that's how she made her way through life, and she she's one of the people that got U.S. Bank Stadium built. If there's enough money and enough purpose, you you move along, you know. And if the team that you're with is going, and you're going to say John that they they offered him this much money. Mm-hmm. But if your owner, if your cheapskate owner, who we've all been, I mean, I think that's the easiest have, scapegoat in in sports, though, is they're saying he's a cheapskate owner. They called him cheap. To be clear, what he did offer is to make Craig Council the highest paid manager in baseball, which is not cheap. That's not what a cheap person does. Uh, also, when they called him cheap for letting go of people who, by the way, aren't stars anywhere. And not going out and signing people who didn't do anything much anyhow. They just want him to go spend money and make the team better. But by the way, it seems like they've been spending the last four years making a plan to make this team better by drafting better players and putting in positions. This team won a division with all the cheapskate, worthless, terrible players that everybody hated. And they did it because there was a real plan in place. And it did mean cutting off a lot of things that were going badly, but just putting band-aids on everything by signing players isn't what this team can do. Um, and then calling him a cheapskate for offering the largest contract in the sport and then just getting outbid by another team that has way more. I mean, the Cubs have, the, they print money. They print money. And they offered the largest contract in the history of baseball. John, so, yeah, are you saying put that the, that's that's the Cubs fans that aren't actually Cubs fans that just buy Cubs stuff because they're from North Chicago. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they, they always have, there's just, it's a bigger city. They have a bigger market. They have essentially their own TV network, right? Like WGN just oh, has, yeah, that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, no, I, I just want to say like, there no, is I'm, context I'm, to this and I'm, no, I'm ripping, yeah. I'm ripping on Cubs fans at this point. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but I'm just, like I'm also ripping on the Brewers fans. 95% of them aren't actually Cubs fans. Like my uncle Ron was a Cubs fan. Like, and he died before they won a World Series. I'm just saying, but he was still a Cubs, Cubs fan. There's so. a weird number of, of just Brewers fans who will never be happy unless they just super hate the team. And it's strange. No, like, no. They can't here's be the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the weirdest thing is that like most of the people that are pissed that he's the Cubs manager now didn't want him to be the Brewers manager for like the last five years. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I mean, it's that, that that's... So, so like th- that's where I'm getting at. Like as a realistic Brewers fan, is that uh, I still love. It's just, we just talked about the Packers. We're always going to love the Packers. Mm-hmm. That's our team. 
we're always going to be there for him no yeah. matter what happens. And, you know, sometimes I won't chirp because our team sucks. And this mm-hmm. is one of the years where I don't chirp because my team sucks as a Packers fan. Yeah. Same thing with the Brewers. Well, I mean, the Brewers are great. They've been great. And the, the only thing I say is that about the reason why he left and went to the Cubs, besides the obvious things I just mentioned, that he doesn't have to move. It's an hour away. That they made the Mets look like cheapskates? Yeah. <laughs> Logistically, you know, like all the, all the like, if if I were to be offered this, would I do this? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even, even uh, Drew and KB on uh, the game in Milwaukee, they were both like, I, I guess. I mean, but the thing that, the thing that I, I, I want to break down, like as to why he left to go to the Cubs mm-hmm. and would be that, and what Anastasio said about the whole thing about like, we lost Craig Council, he lost the community, and immediately was like, all of Milwaukee hated him for five minutes until we all just started regrouping. Okay. That's that's what that's that's what makes me think that Anastasio is a, hum, a horrible human being, because he he I can't say some things I want to say right here, but he tried to make it about politics, and it's like, well, he should stay here for what I want to offer him versus what he can get. And, you know, sorry, sorry. Now you lost Milwaukee. And it's like the, the, the difference is that Anastasio doesn't have Milwaukee. Well, to be clear, council kind of did. Craig council, then. Craig council always had Milwaukee. He's, and now he's does not. Boyfriend. Right. But I mean, but, and everyone will come back to him eventually. You can't just, he literally just went like, Oh, Milwaukee doesn't like it anymore. Every Milwaukee poll that they had said that it was seventy percent were saying that it is the biggest turn. It is worse than Brett Favre playing for the Vikings. Milwaukee council, is pissed at him. Council is from Milwaukee. He's a Wisconsin kid. Yep. It'll come back around. Anastasio's an owner. He's from California. He's a yep. separate person. It doesn't matter. Like eventually they'll oh, all yeah. work back out. But the problem here is that that. It's it's during a time when you, you just let the the one of the most popular people of the last year go. Everyone thinks you're moving the team to Nashville. Mm. I it, it's like Anastasio is like I, I mean he's been an okay owner like but he's never endeared himself to the community. No, I mean I don't, he's I don't he's endeared himself to you because one time you got to sit in the seats because he's big on vets because well, that's an easy thing. Yeah, that's tax an easy write-off. thing, but also but, well, tax write off. He doesn't pay anything for those seats. Um no, uh, the thing that I do like about yeah, him is that yeah. he has put this team in the playoffs more than any owner in team history. Uh mm-hmm. we have just seen the most successful era of Brewers baseball in the last several years. We didn't get to a World Series, but we've been in the playoffs. We have won more divisions than we have in any other period. In Brewers history, this is literally the best of Brewers baseball that we've ever seen, and everybody still hates it. They just hate every bit of it. So he's anyway. And now you, you, you got rid of your high price manager, and you got rid of. I mean, there's. Well, he would have been high priced if no, he'd paid if he'd signed the deal. We were going to make him a high price manager, um, way more than he had been. But yeah, no. And then we got rid of a thirty five year old who was going to make eleven and a half million who has definitely produced at a rate with us this last bit that he hadn't produced the rest of the season with the Mets. Uh, he got on a, a really good tear that was fantastic for us. The likelihood that he does that again is statistically low. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Well, I mean, I get it. Also, the the bit is that they have Chario, have, who's coming up. Hey, John, so, yeah, John, a John, I, John, I've outside of two Super Bowls and one NBA championship, uh, which has spanned thirty years as a Wisconsin sports fan. I, I'm I'm building a brick wall to to, to cover my emotions <laughs> because <laughs> I used I used to be very positive about all this stuff, and I'm like, uh, no, it's just it's it, I'm literally going low expectations. Uh, high aspirations on this stuff. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. All right, man. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to take the last several things that we do have to cover here and put them into the segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. To pick Aaron's spirits up, we're going to mention that wrestling is starting. All right. The Badger Wrestling is underway, Yay, and Ring they got Marvel. their first dual victory of the season. Uh, they start the season ranked number 18. They, just like the men's hockey team, they said, what's a good way to get started? Well, why don't we take on Lindenwood? Uh, so so that's what the Badgers did. And uh, Eric Barnett, who's the fifth ranked at 125, uh, he wins. Uh, they did Well, that's what everybody wins. We get Dean Hamidi, who's number four at 165. He gets a win as well. Uh, the only loss was our new heavyweight, because remember, we, we graduated last year. So Peter Christensen uh, loses a major decision. Uh, he loses to David Hernandez of Lindenwood in a 17-2 to major decision. Uh, it was 41-0, obviously, obviously at that point, because they did. They don't always start this way, but they did just start at 125 and go up. Uh, so, yeah, uh, basically get all the wins. So that's Zan Fugit. Uh, gets the win at 133. Felix Latini gets the win at 144. Number 16th ranked at 149 is Joseph Zargo. He gets the win in a tech fall. Uh, Luke Metchler at one seven or 157 gets the win uh, in a fall in 50 seconds. Um, let's see, Dean Hamidi I mentioned. Kale Anderson uh, gets the win at 174 in a major decision. Shane Legal. Gets the win at 184 in a tech fall, and then uh, a 5-1 decision for Michael Talshahar. All right, that's a name. Talshahar, that's a wrestler name or a weightlifter name. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in volleyball this week, uh, Wisconsin did have, you know, like we'd mentioned last week, they beat Minnesota uh, in, in in a really nice straight sets win. Then they beat Purdue. They're going to they're, they're, they're gonna be, they're gonna beat everybody. It's going to yeah. be them versus Nebraska at the end. Yeah. So. Uh, Purdue actually managed to get one uh, set out of this. So Wisconsin gets a 3-1 to one win over 19th-ranked Purdue. Uh, that's the first Big Ten team that isn't uh, Nebraska to win even a, a set. And then the Badgers went right back and swept Illinois, unranked Illinois, on the fourth, uh, three to nothing. Uh, they will have Maryland at College Park. And then Penn State at University Park. Those are terrible names for cities. But uh, Penn State's going to be another good one. Penn State is another uh, traditional power in volleyball. They're the 15th-ranked team right now. So that'll be on Veterans Day, uh, Saturday the 11th. Cross-country Great Lakes Regional will be November 10th. So that's coming up this Friday. The following week will be the NCAA Championships, which are in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, the Great Lakes Regional will actually be held at the Zimmer Championship course, which is a beautiful course and a wonderful course in Madison. So anybody interested in going watch cross country, it's a it's a really cool course to see. 
Uh, and I'm sure it'll also be on the Big Ten Network. So there we go. Uh, the Badger women's hockey uh, wins again. This is the first time they've played a, a ranked school this year, or at least uh, as the season's gone on. So they played uh, St. Cloud State. Uh, they get a 4-2 win on uh, Friday and then came back Saturday, and they get a 5-2 win. Those are WCHA matches. They remain undefeated. Uh, currently... Uh, still number one in uh, in the women's poll. So they are not getting every single vote anymore. Now Ohio State gets two of the 20 votes. Uh, Ohio State coming up on the Badger women's uh, radar here very soon. They'll be playing them this next, well, in two weeks. There are no games this next week for Badger women, but they'll be playing Ohio State in Columbus on the 17th and 18th of November. So that is coming up. One of the other fun things to look at this week and we're very excited to see this return, but Badger men's hockey is back in business. They are now the number three ranked team in men's division one hockey. And uh, that is truly an incredible turnaround for a team that did not make the playoffs last year. The Badgers move up from five to one. Uh, they played previously number fourth ranked Michigan. Michigan drops down to number eight because the Badgers swept them. Badgers are 9-1, and 9-1-0 to be clear, getting 12 first place votes. They're right behind BC and Denver. Wisconsin is the third ranked team uh, in men's hockey right now, and they swept Michigan. And this is, I mean, coming off the heels of sweeping Minnesota in Minnesota, getting number four Michigan in this game was so great. Uh, had to come from behind. They were down 4-3, came back and scored the last couple goals. I think they were actually, they were actually down 4-2 and came back and, and won that one. Uh, 5-4, uh, big games there. Uh, I think it was the Cruz Lucius, uh, St. Fowl, a bunch of these guys having, having big games. The game on Sunday, or probably Saturday, just it, it got super chippy. Badgers got an early goal. Michigan got a goal to come back in the third period. Nobody scored in the second. And then the the best part, just the, 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 the magnificent artistic ending to this game is Michigan used their timeout at one point in the third period. And then as time was running out there, under two minutes left in the game, Michigan got a shot from the from the far edge on, on the goalie's left, way off by the corner, and it looked like it almost like it was on net. One of the Michigan players runs into the net, knocks off its mooring, and it looks like the puck maybe goes in, but only after it goes off the mooring. So it's not a goal. Michigan asked oh. for a replay. They ask for a replay. They lose the replay challenge. And because they had no timeouts left, the penalty is a penalty, an actual penalty. They had to put a guy in the box and play five on four for the, the remainder of the game because there was under two minutes left. Badgers get the power play goal. Uh, De St. Fowl on a rebound shot, puts it in through the net. There's like six seconds left. It was amazing to have Michigan lose on that sort of play, it was truly beautiful. Uh, in terms of D3 hockey, uh, women got started here, and right now River Falls is 4-0. and They are the fourth-ranked team in women's hockey behind Gustavus Adolphus, Amherst, and Plattsburgh. Uh, UW-Eau Claire down in ninth place, uh, and those are the only Wisconsin schools receiving votes at this point. On the men's side in D3, Right now, UW-Eau Claire, the fifth-ranked team, they are 3-0 and uh, in men's hockey behind Hobart, Adrian, Plattsburgh, and Utica. 
the uh, Stevens Point Pointers actually having a rough start to the season. They go one and two. They drop from five all the way to 13 at this point. River Falls also receiving votes at this time. Uh, nothing for uh, St. Norbert yet, though. So here we go. And the Eau Claire's, Eau Claire's where all the kids go that can't make it on the golfers team now. Oh, they still don't I've beat the kids told. who end up on the I, pointers, I, though. I've been told. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, yeah, the pointers have been obviously still running the WIC for quite a while here after they left the NCHA. But yeah, the, we'll see how that season plays out. St. Scholastica, who Aaron mentioned earlier, 14th in uh, the current uh, men's D3 poll. In D3 football, beautiful. we had a fantastic one the, game. One of, one of the most beautiful universities you've ever been to for a small school, by the way. Oh, St. Scholastica? St. Scholastica. Yeah. Chef yes. uh, D3 football, the biggest game in the WIAC was lacrosse playing River Falls in River Falls. Lacrosse walks away with the 31 28 victory. They win the regular season WIAC and the um, automatic bid into the national uh, tournament. So they are already in. River Falls, uh, River Falls still ranked pretty high. Uh, and Whitewater gets the big win over Stevens Point 48 nothing. Oshkosh surprisingly loses uh, at Platteville 22 to seven and then Stout beats Eau Claire. So when it comes down to the final week of the season, lacrosse will be playing in Stevens point. Uh, Whitewater will be welcoming in Eau Claire river falls. will get to end the season at Oshkosh and then Platteville and Stout will play in a game that we might not talk about. So that's and how none these, and none of these games will matter next year anyways, because there'll be 12 teams in all college football. Well, Okay, it's D three, so uh, we'll see. Um, I just, I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, cross country coming up. The same thing for the regionals coming up. Uh, the women's cross country regionals, men's cross country regionals will be in Colfax uh, coming up on the 11th as well. Uh, so we'll see how those that, go. That, that that's hilly down there. I think I read that out of out at Hoffman Hills. I don't know. It just is Colfax, Wisconsin. Col, 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 Colfax is really hilly. That's nice. Good uh, job. Good job, WIA. Yeah. So that's the WIAC, but yeah. Uh, that's the not WIA. They don't have anything to do with college sports. Oh, uh, but women's volleyball, got a couple ones to finish this up. Whitewater gets a big win against River Falls. Lacrosse Falls to Carthage. And uh, we only have a couple games left. Uh, Stevens Point will play Eau Claire. River Falls will play Platteville. In D3 Volleyball, currently, uh, we have uh, UW-Whitewater is the sixth-ranked team, but UW-Oshkosh, currently the number two-ranked team in women's volleyball. They are 29-0. Whitewater down there at 23-4 and in sixth place. And uh, the next best Wisconsin-ranked team looks to be uh, UW-Stevens Point at 20. And so there's just one game left before they start heading into the uh, playoffs here. So that's about all we've got. We ran through a lot of different sports here in the end here. So thank you for sticking with us. I want to thank everybody again for listening to our show this week. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to have everybody from around Wisconsin, around the United States and around the world. Remember to follow us on all the different social media sites we mentioned at the beginning. And we, on behalf of Aaron and I, we want to remind you that whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.